Welcome to Composer Quest Season 2. I'm your host, Charlie McCarran, composing as always here in Minneapolis. And in Season 1, if you're new to the podcast, I interviewed over 40 people about their creative process in composing and songwriting. And I found that every single person I interviewed had something interesting to bring to the table, be they famous or not famous, experienced or really a newbie to songwriting. So I hope you get a chance to check out all these past episodes, which you can find at ComposerQuest.com. They're all free to stream or download through my site or iTunes. So before we get under... (coughs) Excuse me. Before we get underway, I just have a few more announcements to make. During the summer hiatus, I challenged listeners to do a few composing quests. The first of which was to write an aria to be performed here in Minneapolis by the Opera on Tap singers. That performance is coming up on September 8th, 6.30pm at Honey. The second quest I proposed is actually still happening up until September 15th. Your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is to help me write some songs for a kid's Christmas musical. It'll be performed by 1st through 3rd graders at the Rural School of KMS Elementary. I got a chance to write songs for their musical last year, and it was a really fun and rewarding experience. You might think writing kids' songs is not worth it, not a resume builder or something, but I found it to be a really great challenge to see what you can write that kids will be able to sing. And who knows, maybe you'll find, like I did, that writing for kids can be even more fun than writing for adults. So for more details on that quest, go to ComposerQuest.com Quest 4. Hope you can join me. I'd love to hear from you if you're a new listener, or, <coughs> or if you're <coughs> a long-time listener, you can go to Twitter, <coughs> or Facebook, <coughs> Facebook, <coughs> God, Charlie. Charlie. No, Charlie, wake up. Wake up. No. Today is November 7, 1987. Charlie knows how to sing. this? Oh, so many clouds. It's so bright. Is that, is that my roommate Pat? Pat, and why does he have a beard? Pat, what are you doing here? Who is Pat? I am the great Saint Peter, and you are standing at the pearly gates. Oh. Please state your name. Uh, Charlie McCarran. McCarran, could you spell that for me? Um, M-C-C-A-R-R-O-N. Okay, let me find you. Ah, here. Charlie McCarran, right? Yeah, that's uh, me. Minneapolis, Minnesota? 
Um, yes, that's, that's me. Ah, uh, yes, Charlie. I just have a few questions for you before I let you enter the pearly gates. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> ready or not, okay. I have to ask you. Okay. So, Charlie, I've been following your musical career for quite some time. Hmm. You've composed and written in many styles. What's been the most challenging style that you've written in? Hmm, most challenging style? Um, that's a good question, St. Peter. I think, actually, classical composition is the most challenging. Because you don't get quite as instantaneous feedback as, like, pop style. So, if I'm playing guitar and singing along, it's like, there it is, that's the piece, and I can hear how it sounds. But classical composing, it's like, for one, takes a while to write out all the notes. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to be quicker at that, but it still takes a long time. But it can be equally rewarding when you hear it performed by someone and you don't know what it's going to sound like exactly. Right. Aside from the MIDI version. style can you can you sort of hear what you're what you're going for in your head or do you kind of just experiment on the piano or on mini midi it's a lot of experimenting and playing around on piano for me uh, sometimes I can hear melodies in my head I think a lot of the times the best melodies are ones that just come to you in your head there was one song I did, actually, that I thought of it completely in my head before I wrote down anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really cheesy. It's called There's Always Adventure. Maybe you have heard that. I don't know if you've been... Actually, you probably haven't because I haven't really shared that with anybody, especially people in heaven. But um, we know your thoughts, Charlie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> We've had such a good time today We're sad to leave, we'd love to stay But there's always adventure around the bend Tomorrow we'll do it again Yeah, that one is some of the cheesiest lyrics I've written But actually probably one of the catchiest melodies I envisioned it as end of the Monty Python, Life of Brian (laughs) <laughs> kind of thing epic that but movie's blasphemous by the way what? Michael Brian? God hates that, that movie <laughs> if you step beyond this pearly gates no more life of Brian for you oh man I don't know if I want to <laughs> get in anymore you'd rather go to hell? no, no I wouldn't I guess I'd rather be alive but um. <laughs> what's been the most interesting 
style for you to work in? Hmm. Well, I guess it varies with every project. I like working on different projects, and maybe that's that's why I have trouble branding myself. Not that it matters anymore because I'm dead. But <laughs> oftentimes I'll skip around to different genres, and it's kind of hard to say. Well, like when I'm writing grants, for example, it's like, do I say I'm this kind of artist, and this is the direction my art's going in. Mm-hmm. Well, in reality, my art's going in a lot of different directions. Because I do just find it more interesting to work on different styles and challenge myself mm-hmm. to do a dance tune, for example. had the chance to continue living which since you're dead it's not a possibility but um, do you think you'd continue to jump among different styles or could you see yourself settling on one style I couldn't see myself settling on one style completely because basically every new album that I listen to makes me want to write in that style for example on the road trip I was just on with my girlfriend. Hi, Maya. Sorry I'm gone now. Um, I was listening to some Neil Young that my roommate Pat lent me. I don't know if you like Neil Young, St. Peter, but... Big fan, big fan. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, I was listening to Neil Young, and I thought it would be really fun to do a little side project that would be acoustic... Neil Young style. Hmm. So Sounds maybe that cool. would be what I would have done had I been still <laughs> alive. I was actually recently listening to an interview I did in 2009. Someone interviewed me for a radio show. And I had talked about not wanting music to be my career. I thought of it just as my hobby because if I had to make money with my music... I thought that would detract from the musical process. And I think some, in some ways it does, but um, I also think that now I'm starting to think of music as a viable career option. And even if I have my own music that's hobby music, I still think it would be fun to try writing music as my career. And I have gotten paid for some of it, writing some film scores, but I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. Making money, does it? Nope, because like they say, you can't take it with you, Charlie. But your music, you can play in heaven. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's an interesting segue to my next question. So you were talking about how you thought that if you were held to someone else's standard whether it's being hired to write a film score or what have you, um, then that might 
affect your creative process. And I've noticed that whether it's the Spin Tunes contest, mini opera contest that you did, or the quests that you've done on your Composer Quest podcast, you seem to be drawn to contests and challenges. How does composing for a challenge differ from composing the composing that you do on your own? Hmm. Well, for one, I actually finished those pieces. Um, I've noticed actually that pretty much every piece of music that I've finished has been for some external deadline or contest or something. And I guess if I was going to give one piece of advice to people is to set up deadlines for yourself and have a premiere already scheduled. So you have to finish a piece before performers perform it or join some online songwriting contests. The RPM challenge coming up with an album in a month, the month of February, I've done it twice and it's been an a really good challenge each time. So, next February, I hope people on Earth will do the RPM challenge. <laughs> My next question, is there a particular composition you're most proud of? Hmm. I do have a favorite song that I've written which is Grandma and Grandpa I, th I think I f figure it's my best one because I've made several people cry <laughs> because of it and I think I that's... also cried listening to that song oh wow many angels cried listening oh. to your song Grandma and Grandpa oh wow grass been growing so long and the moon cast blue shadows on the screen porch nobody's home scrawled in red pen and tucked into the doorframe a note says grandma and grandpa went down to the lake for adventure no need to wait Cause we've gone looking for fun And we won't be back Yeah, I think that one, there's a few things going in it that work really well musically. For one, the verses don't change chords all that much. A silvery canoe slips through water so silently smooth And the melody is fairly simple. Like a knife through warm butter, Grandpa battle steers them through but then when you get to the chorus the chords change more quickly the harmonic rhythm of it changes more quickly and that's the catchy part in the vocals too there goes orion protecting the night seven sisters eternally bright and far off in the distance i see the one star that's been waiting for me tonight. That reminds me of this. I've been taking this songwriting course through Coursera. It's free. And the professor's really awesome, and he has good advice about writing songs. And, uh, one thing that he said that I realized I did in that song is you 
try to make the verses more understated so that the chorus is like the he used the metaphor of the bride versus the bridal party the bride has to be the most beautiful looking yeah the bridesmaids there we go (laughs) but yeah i watch a lot of bridezillas in heaven oh you do wow and um the wedding planner with jennifer lopez oh one of my favorite movies (laughs) it's not banned in heaven Oh, good. What stuff is banned? Monty Python. Oh. Breaking Bad? No. Breaking Bad. We're, we're riveted to that show and we're eagerly awaiting the finale. Although we, we specifically have not read the creator's mind to find out what's going to happen. Because <laughs> 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 but we fully expect the last scene will be Walter White in hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting case, that Walter White. Um, Do you think you'll ever write a song based on him? Based on... Well, possibly. I think he would be an interesting subject to write about. I agree. So, anyway, back to the bridesmaids. (laughs) Um, Yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah. So, the verses can be like the bridesmaids with intentionally crappier dresses than the bride herself. The chorus that everyone should be focused on. She takes him by the hand and looks into his eyes And says, trust in the moonlight It's led us this far, not knowing Is only the start We're going where just you and me Release our memories and dreams to run free We're ready, we're leaving this world behind So, Charlie, um, I'm kind of interested. Do you have any uh, maybe unreleased tracks you could play for me and maybe kind of explain what's going on in in these tracks. I'm really interested to hear some of the stuff that we haven't seen from you yet. I gotta, I gotta believe there's something in the archives that you could play for us folks, us, your fans up here in heaven. Yeah, I, I sure could do that. I, well, why don't we just go to my heaven iPod that has, <laughs> for some reason, all of my unreleased tracks. iPod? Who uses those anymore? We, we do everything on the cloud. Ooh. Get it? Oh. Get it? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! It's a knee slapper, St. Peter. Well, let's get to it. <laughs> We're listening to my very first guitar compositions. I recorded these on the future-proof technology known as the mini disc player. My dad invested in that when I was in early high school. So thanks, Dad, for getting me started recording. There's nothing super noteworthy about these pieces of music to me anymore, but it's good to look back and remember where you came from. At the end of this mini-disc, I actually found what must be my first ever song with lyrics that I have no recollection of writing. And of course, as a teenager with high ambitions of changing the world for the better, my song is very generic about what's wrong with the world and how to change it. I don't know what 
Sometime during high school, my mom got an Apple computer with GarageBand, which turned out to be hugely influential on my love of music production. So for this track, called Continuum, I looped a GarageBand phrase, and with each repetition I changed a few notes to create an overall arc. So here's the original loop. And here you'll hear it progressing changing a few notes with each repetition. composed with pre-made loops in a long time, but I do remember being pretty excited about them when I started making music. So for the beginning composer, I think loops are a really nice tool. In keeping with this totally random look back at my old tracks, why don't I play for you a demo from my senior project called The Mystery of Grey Matters. This track, um, it's not the best sounding ever, but the final production, I changed around some of the lyrics and changed the style of my singing and the guitar part, and it's amazing what a little bit of production can do to make a song listenable. So here's my first demo recording. She runs to his side, but the doctor was right. At the end of his knife, the life he once loved is gone. Here's the final production called Dawn of Twilight. question for you before I determine whether to open the pearly gates for you Uh-oh. or send you elsewhere have you ever seen the movie it's a wonderful life with Jimmy Stewart of course great movie great yeah movie. so you're now dead but suppose I gave you the chance to go back and relive your life like in that movie is there anything you would do differently in your musical career given what you know now? Ooh. I don't know that I would change anything because, I mean, each step 
is necessary. And even though my old stuff is not as good, per se, it's still interesting. And I think there's parts of your creativity that get lost as you age. And I try to avoid that getting lost, but it's kind of interesting listening back, for example, to my senior project where I didn't really know exactly what I was doing with recording, mixing, but I think it turned out more interesting because of that. And I didn't necessarily know when I was writing Grey Matters where it was going to go if I had known exactly what the end product was going to sound like. The whole process of composing it is just not as fun. It's like, okay, I better tick this box now. Maybe one of my mottos now for composing is that you don't need to know exactly where going because it's just not as much fun getting there so kind of like life <laughs> wouldn't you say that's a good is point that, Charlie is that a good answer so you're saying you don't want me to send you back down to earth to start reliving your life again um well I, I don't want to relive the whole thing but if you gave me a chance I would keep living it like like a composer on a quest. <laughs> ah. Yes. I think there's more music I, I can write. I think there is. I think there is, and I think we want to hear it up here. We also subscribe to your podcast on iTunes, and oh, yes. uh, we don't want that to stop. So I'm thinking we might have to postpone this conversation... I'm going to send you back down to earth. You're going to keep writing music and doing that podcast for us. And we'll see you in about 120 years or so. Sweet. Because people in the future are going to live to 150, 200 years. Wow. Awesome. That's our, that's our forecast from up here. So you heard it here first. Awesome. On this episode, on this uh conversation <laughs> <laughs> all right well well thanks saint peter so what happens next i just like oh what's happening to this cloud below me well what? i just pull this oh, lever oh my and, oh, the, oh! scared me yeah what, what happened i had the craziest dream and you were there and you 
you had a beard, a giant beard, and we were in heaven, and you were going to let me into heaven, but then you said I had more work to do here. But I guess that means I have a second chance to continue the quest. Okay. Oh, I'm going to just compose so much, and it'll be awesome, and the podcast season two is underway. What should I do with all this free time I have? What should I do? I'm back on Earth. Well, we could watch some Breaking Bad. Could do that. Okay. (laughs) Give me a minute. I'll say goodbye to the podcast listeners. (laughs) Thanks to all of you for joining me on this first episode of Composer Quest Season 2. I have a lot of fun episodes planned, the next of which is a look at Tanzanian songwriting. I did a bunch of field recordings when I was living there, and I also interviewed a Tanzanian monk about his composing. So to stay in the loop, go to ComposerQuest.com or Facebook.com slash ComposerQuest, Twitter.com slash ComposerQuest, or search for ComposerQuest on iTunes, and you can subscribe there. If you can spare a minute, a quick iTunes review would be much appreciated. That'll help boost the visibility of the podcast so that other composers out there like you can find it. So thanks. And a special thanks to my roommate Pat Smith for being a part of this episode. This may come as a surprise, being that I'm a podcast host, but I don't necessarily like talking about myself, and I find it hard sometimes to describe my music. So it was nice having Pat there to ask some questions. But doing this episode has got me thinking that there are actually a lot of my old tracks that I think would be interesting to share with you and hopefully give you some tips in your own composing. So I'm going to start a new segment of the podcast in this season, and I even have a theme for it. Hopefully that'll be a good way for you to get to know me a little better as the host. And I would love to hear from you and hear your music too. So email me, charlie at composerquest.com. Well, that's about all I had to say. So, I will see you next time. Looking forward to season two. We've had such a 